0: Hello and welcome to the Homeowner Prep Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Halon, and this podcast was created to provide real-world advice and accountability for first-time homebuyers. We'll be interviewing industry experts, providing some how-tos, and talking with first-time homebuyers about their personal experiences. If that sounds interesting to you, please be sure to subscribe, and if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to hit the little bell to be notified when new episodes release. Now let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to the Homeowner Prep Podcast. On today's episode, we're actually going to be discussing some simple ways to save money so that you can buy your first home. We're often asked, you know, how much money do I need to buy a house? You know, um, where should I be saving my money? Where should I be putting it? Should I be investing it? And so we're going to cover a few of these topics today just to get you prepared and to know what you're saving for. Uh, That's often the first question that I actually will ask somebody who's looking to buy their first place. I say, well, you know, you want to buy a house. Um, How much money have you saved so far? And then after we kind of get some clarity on, on their financial picture, then I'll say, well, how much do you know how much you actually need? in order to buy a house, because some people still think that they have to put 20% down in order to buy a house, and it's shocking to me, right? So, you know, we're going to talk about some of the different things that you will need to pay for and kind of give a little bit of a description of each so that you have an understanding of exactly how much money you need to put away so you can buy your first place. The first thing that people often think about is actually their down payment. Again, going back to that myth of having to put 20% down, you actually rarely will need to put 20% down on a home as a first-time home buyer. For instance, if you're a veteran and you're going to use a VA loan program, a VA loan benefit, you actually have no money down. So you can buy a house with absolutely no money down. If you're qualified to buy conventional, conventional loans at the time of this recording actually go down to 3%. So, you can buy a home with a conventional loan with just 3% down. If you're gonna buy FHA, which is one of the more popular programs for first time home buyers, your down payment requirement is 3.5%. So again, it all depends on you know what you're buying and the type of loan that you're going to use. That'll have an impact on your down payment. What's needed. There's actually another program that's rarely talked about. Something that I've I've known about, help clients with, which is the 184 loan program. Um, it's specifically for Native Americans who are on a a active tribal role. Um, but that down payment for that program um, at the time of this recording is just two and a quarter percent down. So there's some opportunities for you. It's definitely not 20% down. So just figuring out, talking with the loan officer about the types of loans that are available to you will help you get a better understanding of the down payment that's needed. One of the other costs that a uh, few home buyers actually know about, you know, going through the process for the first time is closing costs. Closing costs are in addition to your down payment. So closing costs could be um, your title and escrow fees. It could be um, if you're in your area, if the buyer pays for any county, city uh, transfer taxes, you know. And also if your lender is going to require some what they call impounds, which is you basically putting some money into an escrow account um, in order to close the deals, so that they know that that money is there and available to pay the taxes and, and other costs. So those are your closing costs. Closing costs can add up, you know, um, for instance, more, most transactions have closing costs that are roughly between 2 to 3% of the purchase price. Um, that they would need to have on hand ready to go so let's say you're buying you know fha first time home buyer you're buying with three and a half percent down i always would advise first time homebuyers also save another two to three percent to cover those closing costs so it's a good rule of thumb just to have it on hand you may not have to use it and all the better if you don't but it will be nice to have that in the bank and ready to go A couple of things about down payment and closing costs is that they can actually be paid by somebody else. So for instance, if you're using an FHA uh, loan program, you can actually have your down payment as a gift from a family member. Um, So let's say you have an uncle who wants to help you buy your first place or a parent who wants to help you buy your first place. They can actually gift you the down payment so it will not come out of your pocket. In addition to that, in a traditional market, sellers may be willing to pay either a portion or all of your closing costs, depending on where you're at in the world. So, you know, you can have your closing costs paid for and also have your down payments uh, paid for. Again, it doesn't mean that you should go about, you know, trying to buy a house with no money in the bank, but you should, you know, consider that, hey, I may not need to save as much as I'm thinking I need to save. One of the things that you should definitely do as a first-time home buyer is do your inspections when you get an offer accepted and you go into the escrow process. I always say to get all your inspections done because you are protecting the asset that you are buying. Um, So you want to know what's going on with that home. You want to start out with a a top-to-bottom, foundation-through-roof home inspection. Home inspections here in California and Southern California could range from $400 to 600 dollars um, you're going to want to get a termite inspection. Termite inspections may range from 75 to $125. Um, and then if there's a pool on the property, you're going to want to have the pool and the pool equipment inspected. Um, those tend to cost about 150 to $250. And then, you know, if you want to have your roof inspected, say the home inspector discovers that there's an issue with the roof, but you know, as a home inspector, they're just pointing out some of the top line issues. So they say, Hey, there's potentially a leak here, or there's evidence of a previous leak. You're going to want to get your roof inspected and a roof inspector, uh, depending on the company, there's some companies that will actually come out and do the inspection for free. um, But they could range, you know, a hundred to $200 for a roof inspection as well. So again, it just depends on where you're at. If you need help in connecting with some of these inspectors in your area, definitely talk to whatever, Uh, The real estate agent who's helping you, if you kind of want to know what those costs are before you start to really go down the path of buying a home, uh, feel free to reach out to us and we can find some resources in your area to connect you with. Those are a few costs that you can expect. The other thing is reserves. The reserves on a loan may be required by your lender. And the reserves are going to say, hey, you're buying this house, but we want to see that you have two or three months of that mortgage payment In the bank account or accessible to you. Could be a retirement account, could be your personal uh, checking account, but they wanna see that you have available cash to you that if something were to happen, that you could take it out and make sure that your mortgage is paid. At the end of the day, the bank is going to make sure that they're protected. They don't want you to foreclose um, and they don't want you to walk away from the property. So they wanna make sure that you're financially sound, that you have some money set aside just in case you needed to access it. Um, so those will be considered reserves. The other thing that's you know a last point here, but that most home buyers don't know about is every time you submit an offer, you're going to want to submit an earnest money deposit with that offer. In the industry, we call that the EMD. An EMD or earnest money deposit is typically 1% of the purchase price in a standard balanced market. In a seller's market, you may have to come up with more money for your earnest money deposit to show the strength of your offer and and the strength of your financial position. So that's another thing to consider as, you know, what money do I have on hand? Do I have enough? If I'm going after, say, a $500,000 home, can I put in an earnest money deposit of $5,000 with that offer? Now, your earnest money deposit is only cashed and deposited into escrow here in California or with your attorney uh, in another state. It's only only deposited once your offer has been accepted. So, you know, you could write an offer, offer up a $5,000 earnest money deposit, but that offer doesn't get accepted. There was no transfer of money to or from your bank account. Now, if your offer gets accepted, you tend to have only three days to get that $5,000 that you wrote up in your contract and get that into escrow. Otherwise they can cancel the contract. So, you know, you definitely want to get that earnest money in, but that is something to consider as you're buying your first place. And a few people actually know about it, but you will need to have that money on hand. So those are some of the costs that you can expect as you go through the home buying process kind of upfront. We talked about down payment requirements. Obviously VA has zero down FHA is 3.5% conventional. Um, You can get as low as 3% as a down payment requirement. And then, of course, the 184 loan program is two and a quarter. So add up those costs. You have down payment. You have your closing costs. You have uh, any necessary reserves and your earnest money deposit. And then, of course, you want to make sure that you have money for your inspections. So when it comes down to those numbers, you know, obviously talk to a professional about, you know, what's expected in the area, what's expected in the marketplace right now, because that does change. Like I mentioned, earnest money deposits right now are a lot higher than they typically are in a seller's market. So, you know, talk with a professional, find out how much money you need to put aside and make sure that you have it there. If you're having a hard time saving money, the first step in uh, changing your habits and really starting to put some money away so you can cover those costs is to figure out, what is your current spending plan? Some people say budget. I like to use the word spending plan because budget kind of has a negative connotation, but you want to know at the end of the day where your money is going. So there's a few tools out there that'll really help you out. Um, one of them that I tend to recommend to a lot of my clients is called every dollar. <clears throat> and that's a tool that is set up to really allow you to see where your money is, is going every single month by you tracking and holding yourself accountable. One of the things that we do through Homeowner Prep is, you know, we have our accountability accountability coaching to make sure you're doing <clears throat> Sorry, what you need to do in order to make sure you're putting that money aside and gearing up to purchase your first home. Uh, you don't want a lot of time to pass between your desire to buy and the actual date of you, you know, purchasing, because a lot can change in the market. You know, home prices fluctuate, interest rates fluctuate, they go higher, they go lower. So you want to be sure that, you know, as you're looking at properties, as you're thinking about buying now, you want to get to that, that savings balance as quickly as possible. So definitely the first thing to do is to set up a spending plan. The next thing you can do is to set up automatic payments. So what I mean by that is out of your paycheck, you can actually take a portion of that income Set it up to automatically be deducted and deposited into a savings account. My advice is to set up a savings account separate from your current bank where you hold your checkings, your, your checkings account. Um, so that way it makes it a little harder to access. So you want to set that up separate from your current checking account. That way, again, you can keep it separate, have limited access to it. And when you open that account, don't even get a debit card you know, if you wanted to pull money out of that account, you want to know that you have to walk in and physically go into the bank to pull it out. Make it more difficult to take the money out of your savings account. Trust me, it'll pay out in the long run. So, you know, create that separate account, set up some automatic transactions to come directly from your paycheck. So that way that's getting deposited and you can be on your way to saving that amount that you need to save. It comes down to the question of how much do I need to save? So, you really need to talk with a professional in your area and save to that amount. Once you start at the habit of saving it's going to be great because that money is going to be going into that savings account automatically, but you'll get to a point to where you have more than enough money put away and you want to make sure that you're now investing that money instead of saving it. Your savings account is not an investment account. Your savings account and the return that you're going to get on that money is very, very low. And so once you've saved to the, target amount that you want, the target goal, then go ahead and transfer that into now an investment account that's going to invest for you. Um, So that way, you know, you're earning money on your money, even as you're in the process of buying a house. So again, those can be, you know, a liquid investment account, something that you can have access to if you needed to, and use as reserves if you need to. I hope these tips helped you. These are pretty basic. If you have questions, want to dive a little bit deeper on how to get these things set up and exactly how much you need to put away for in your area, feel free to reach out to us. You can always message us on our social media channels um, and then you can always reach out to us directly um, and I'll be able to answer any of those questions for you. Again, you want to know where your money's going. You want to know how much money you need to put away. And you want to set it up so it does it automatically so you can buy your first place much faster than you'd expect. I hope this information was vital to you and uh, important and got you to you know understand how important savings are. And if you have any questions again always reach out to us to get started in the process of buying a home. You can always download our free ebook on our website homeownerprep.com/ ebook. Uh, we have a free ebook called Stop Paying Rent. And it really breaks down the home buying process and how you can start to implement some of the things that we talk about so that you're on your way to buying your first place. I hope that you got some great information today. I look forward to giving you some vital information on the next episode. Be sure to share it with everybody, you know, and until the next time. Take care. I hope you got some value from today's episode. If you know someone who could benefit from hearing this show, be sure to share it with them. And if you're listening to the podcast, we'd love for you to drop us a review. We'd also love to hear from you if you have any questions. So reach out to us on Instagram at homeowner prep. Who knows? We may read your review and answer your question on one of our future shows.